I mean, it's very rare that our next guest of newsadvance.com, Ben Cates, needs our assistance. In fact, we generally need his expertise and assistance. But I'll, I'll be the first to admit, you know, before we hear from Ben, that when I heard this soundbite from Jamie Chabal that we just played in segment one, Fastlane Headline, where you listen to podcasts to hear the thoughts, it, it did create a little fluttering of my heart. And yes, a, a virtual look back to Ben Cates in the media room after Liberty's victory against Old Dominion. We had some good practices. We had some guys really step up and say, that's not who we are. And I think you show that today, the way we played. You know, we, I mean, they scored their garbage time uh, at the end, and, and we gave up the three points off of probably, I think it was a, they got a penalty to get down there. Uh, I mean, our, our defense played tremendous. That's probably the best overall game. I mean, we don't need to hear the rest of the bite from Jamie Chabwell. You've already heard it, and of course, it was the best overall game. But referencing garbage time, because Ben Cates had this great story all written up. And then Old Dominion gets a garbage time touchdown. And I mentioned to him afterwards while we're getting ready to walk into the press conference, hey, Ben, you, you just flip it around and just use you know, garbage time touchdown in there. So the one rare moment, I mean, they say act like you've been there before, but it's very rare that our advice is actually good enough for a distinguished, esteemed writer like Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. So, Ben, thank you for bearing with us here in the fast lane. They say act like you've been there before with great ideas and suggestions, but we're not generally there. So we are taking a moment to gloat here in the fast lane. And, uh, yes, in all actuality, get your feedback on the fact that Liberty turned in what had to be their most dominant performance in the 38-10 to victory over ODU. Yeah, thank you for having me. Distinguished, esteemed, those are those are awful big words. Uh very kind. But um <laughs> I appreciate it. Um you know, interesting that you brought that up and then and then um it was brought up several times. I think back uh, that that term was brought up several times by people. Um you know, it's Old Dominion scores there and um, they had had three points previously, and which would have been a low that um, Liberty had allowed all season. So that was kind of what, what I was thinking as far as best defensive performance. And then, you know, it's it's great to hear. Obviously, the coach echo those those comments too when when that's on your brain. And after they score there in the in the in the final minute, whatever it was, a uh, few seconds of the game, um, garbage time is is a term that I have never personally used before um but it it certainly is an an interesting one and you know an an apt term to describe um how odu scored there in the in the final minutes it was it was a a really dominant performance defensively from liberty it was it's their most complete game of the year they really looked good against old dominion and uh, erased a lot of concerns and questions they had um they, they also were not bashful about i don't think they were overbearing but they wanted respect. They viewed this game against ODU as a chance to gain respect. How much do you believe Liberty earned from that victory? You know, I, having come in, I know that you know a lot of people follow ODU. I um, hadn't followed them too closely this year. Um, you know, did did my homework in in the week uh, leading up to the game, just like uh, Liberty would or any football team that you're playing. Um, you know, I think. Every game from here on out is is a opportunity for Liberty to gain more respect. Um, you know, didn't not getting uh, a new ranking or you know higher in in the polls this week was probably a little bit irksome for for Liberty. Um, but you know that didn't really come across in this week's press conference. Um, I think Jamie Chadwell is just kind of looking at it as. 
you know, we're going we're gonna to keep working and, and putting our best product out there, and hopefully that's good enough to match up against everybody else's best product is, is kind of what he said today. Um, and so I think, yeah, every game is, is really important, especially as you're thinking about going – you have to think about going undefeated for the season now, um, and especially this week being a, what, 27-and-a-half-point favorite um, opening up against UMass, um, you really have to start thinking about what this team is going to be like if it goes undefeated going into a bowl game. Yeah, it's a very real possibility, as it's not a very real possibility. It's just a fact. The insight is great at newsadvance.com from Ben Cates, who's with us here in the fast lane. Ben, the other angle to this, and obviously it, it pops up. I mean, the reality is, is I, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of used to this, where every football season, whenever the big opening pops up and Liberty has success, names get mentioned. We eventually saw Hugh Freeze lead, but he could be he could afford to buy his time going somewhere else. Um no, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've operated under the presumption there may well be a day Jamie Chabot leaves Liberty for a bigger opportunity, and hey, perhaps it could be this offseason, but true or false, the, the value of a place like Liberty is it affords a coach an opportunity to not have to jump at any opportunity to leave because the resources are in place for Liberty to have seasons just like this on a more regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. I The, the kind of idea that I get from Jamie Chadwell is that He's looking long-term and wanting to build something at Liberty. And um, I don't know at the end of the day if he's really going to be happy enough with this season to bolt um, because you would really like to, as far as the schedule goes, and, and that's none of his doing um, this year with, with having such a weak schedule that Liberty had. It kind of fell apart um, in the in the offseason between coaches. But um, I think one thing that he will be looking at is what can we do once we build our own schedule? And once I get my own players in there, what, how good can we be? And um, especially in Conference USA. And I, I think that's something that he's probably looking for, but uh, forward to. But, but yeah, you're right. It's, um, it's kind of a, a job, I guess, right now where you, if you're in that position as head coach, um, you're – have a chance to be ranked and, and get respect every year and um, get on the national radar. It is. It's something that provides the opportunity. And then I guess the fourth one, and we'll pivot to high school football with Ben Cates of newsadvance.com in a moment, but it's always amusing. This is the time of year where rumors start flying around and you start to gain more insight and information. Um, would you echo my PSA that if the reports come or you start to get smoke from, I'll throw these names out and it's not going to be all of them, but a Ross Dellinger or a Pete Thamel or a Brett McMurphy or, you know, Dennis Dodd, any of those type of guys. Okay. Maybe there's something serious, but be wary of the fact that sometimes you're going to get smoking information from accounts that don't seem to know nearly as much. And if you're a fan of a team, we'll use Liberty in this case, just be mindful to not overly invest in that. Yeah. You know, you can't, um, you, you have to pick and choose what information you you're, you're paying attention to out there just because there's so much. Um, and and um, it's, it's really easy to latch on to one report and, um, and, and, and kind of go with it if you're, if you're a fan. But, yeah, I mean, this is the time of year where, you know, everybody starts to think, everybody's thinking where are they going to go for a bowl. I know that's one thing that's on my radar. And, and who's going to stick around after this season and who's going to enter the transfer portal or what coaches are going to be back. You know, it's like – 
it's obviously it's that time of the year and uh, maybe just everybody just cool their jets a little bit and uh, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Meanwhile, from cooling your Jets to, well, the Jets going full bore for the high school football playoffs with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. Ben, on a local level, you've got four teams that are left now in the Seminole District. That number will be down to two teams because Rustburg and LCA are set to square off along with our Game of the Week, Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by TrostLaw.com. 6.30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Grill Tailgate Show on the Virginia's Talk Station app and 100.9 FM for EC Glass and JF. Um, we've gotten to this point with four teams remaining and two are likely to be remaining, two are going to be remaining after this weekend. Starting with 4A, because that's our Game of the Week, you expecting it to be a blowout the way it was last time EC Glass and JF played, or we... we perhaps see something similar to what we saw this past Friday at Sabre Stadium and, heck, to a certain extent uh, over at City Stadium as well, which is a very tightly contested game. Well, uh, right now, I you know, you, you say game of the week, and it certainly is. Um, it is it is a heck of a matchup um, for a second-round playoff game. Two really good teams in JF and EC Glass going at it. I got the feeling from being at EC Glass's game Friday night, and we'll catch up with them some tomorrow and then and then with JF as well. I get the feeling that EC Glass welcomes the challenge uh, of, of playing JF again. You know, that first matchup, JF just absolutely dominated. EC Glass never got the ball, never advanced the ball past midfield. And that was something that Jamar Lovelace, the coach at EC Glass, was just – harping on nonstop just that's it's our worst performance um you know it's it's as about as bad as we can play and i expect the cc glass team to um to have a lot of resolve and and say hey that's that's really not who we are we can we can contend with jf and i i do expect it to be a closer game um but but i expect a good one um i think it has the making of kind of a titanic matchup for for a second round game it certainly does. The other game in the Seminole District would be Rustburg and LCA. Uh, I mean, Rustburg with the Rosser brothers are uh, very formidable, but I mean, you have to give LCA the nod, at least in terms of assessing a favor, just given not only did they beat Rustburg in the earlier portion of the season, but they've been here before LCA, and they, as we mentioned previously, and against Fluvanna, it bore itself out. They look like a team on a mission. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that um, Rustburg is is going to um, contend all, all four quarters, but I am going to tell you Rustburg is no slouch. Rustburg has a very good, very good defense, a very good offensive line, and some guys that can move behind it. And Rustburg has been a power in the Seminole District this year. It's been good to see some different sort of teams step up and and kind of claim that mantle of the top teams in the Seminole. Um, and Rustburg has been one of those teams. LCA just has too much firepower. When, you're, when you start talking about three, four Division I caliber guys, you know, maybe five on that team, um, it's, it's just – I think the challenge is just probably too great this week. Um, like I've, I've expected all season LCA to be in a state championship game, and I'm, there's nothing that has happened – no developments that have changed my mind yet about that. State championship game. We'll go ahead and broach it because plenty of people think this could happen. 
Phoebus, which scored over 100 points against Jamestown, could well battle LCA in a championship game. Obviously, we're a few rounds away from that. We're in the second round. State championship Saturday is de- Saturday, December 9th. So we are three weeks or so away from that. First of all, uh, you know, I, people have opined on this. I'll get into it more tomorrow. Do you have a problem with what Phoebus did? Do you sit there and just go, hey, look, because th- this is where I stand. I've seen teams like Salem and LCA clearly be able to put up uh, as many points as they've wanted to, but if not not for the sportsmanship angle, they've just taken the business angle of we want to get out of this game as soon as possible, and the fewer snaps we have, the better for our health long term. I don't know. Without, without um, having seen that game, it's, it's really easy to say, gosh, what are you doing? Why would you do something like that? Why would you absolutely annihilate a team like that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the specifics. It's one thing to see that, and it's another thing to, to say maybe, hey, maybe you put in your backups really early and, and you, you don't want them, you want to tell them not to, not to play hard. Um, so you just you never know what the situation would be there. Um, Phoebus moving, uh, you know, moving up to Class Four is very interesting. You know, LCA will not have to face them in the postseason, but there is another tough team out there in Class Three that LCA will be looking at, and and I have been looking at for the playoffs, and that's Kettle Run. Um, Kettle Run, you know, EC Glass fans will remember, came down to Lynchburg. Um, state semifinals last year and just looked really, really good against Glass in that win. Um, and it, Kettle Run is even stronger this year. So, you know, that's a potential team that could knock L- LCA off. Other than that, I don't know of anybody right now. Thanks, by the way, for the correction on that because, uh, you know, it could be Salem, not oh, yeah. LCA, uh, that would face Phoebus in the championship and Kettle Run could face LCA. Either way, those would be really fun state championship games uh, if we get that far. Of course, some of the other local teams like Rustburg, EC Glass, and JF would like to spoil that particular projection. Uh, looking to Class 2A, from a record standpoint, Radford at an 11-0 mark now after winning their first-round playoff game gets a 6-5 and Appomattox team. On paper, and I know the games are not played there, this should be lopsided. Reasonable to say that because these teams have met plenty of times in the playoffs, that this will probably be a much more evenly contested game than an 11-0 versus 6-5 and matchup might pretend. It could be. You know, um, Appomattox has struggled so much at the beginning of the year, and then you know, finally turn, started to turn things around. And, you know, when they were one and four, I was, I remember sitting in the weight room having a, some discussions with Coach Smith at Appomattox. And, you know, he's saying, you know, we're, we're going to win out and we're going to get in the playoffs and we're going to have a good seed. And I'm thinking to myself, even though I'm looking at the schedule and it's a little bit, a little bit more favorable than the first half was, the first half was really, really tough. Um, and, I'm still thinking, yeah, but I just, I just don't see it. I don't see this team getting to five and five um, with the way that it's playing right now. And um, by God, if they didn't, you know, um, and and uh, it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> ever since 2015, um, Appomattox, since since before they won that first state title, they were on my radar as one of the best teams in our area. But there were times where I kind of doubted you know, Appomattox over the years. And it seems like every time that I've doubted them, they've proven me wrong. So um, 
you know, that's just that's just this program. Um, it's it's a program that's wonderfully led, and um, a program that seems to get the best out of its players all the time. And whether Appomattox goes to a state title or not, um, it, it is it seems like you know they always are there in the playoffs making a big splash. So yes, um, they have that ability to to keep that game close, and if they keep it close. Who knows what can happen? Ben Gates, newsadvance.com with us here in the fast lane. Ben, a pleasure to speak with you. We'll save Alta Vista Brunswick for a recap next week along with Sussex Central and William Campbell. That's your Class A, Class 1A state playoff action. In the meantime, Ben, thank you for your time today running the gamut on plenty of sports topics. We are grateful for your time and perspective, and we'll keep it locked to Ben Cates 8 on Twitter and also newsadvance.com. Thank you, Ed. You do great. I appreciate you. Ben Cates, appreciate his time as well today here in the Fast Lane. Uh, we've gotten some feedback on the Phoebus 104 Jamestown nothing score. Uh, you heard that correct, Trey. We can discuss that uh, at another time in the Fast Lane because when we return, we've got the Fast Five at five-ish, timing being ish for that. Uh, plus, we got to keep our seats as well. So plenty more to do here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.